Hi, this is Limor Daphne. Hi, Limor. It's Suzanne Delbanco calling from Catalyst Payment Reform. How are you doing? Doing well. Well, thanks for picking up. I actually have um, you know, a bit of a, a funny call today. I've got an audience listening in. Um, so before you even know what I want to ask you about, can you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I am a professor of business administration at the Harvard Business School and at the Kennedy School. I'm an applied microeconomist, and I study our healthcare sector. Well, thank you again for picking up. So the reason I'm calling you is because, as you know, Catalyst for Payment Reform works with employers and other large healthcare purchasers trying to help them figure out strategies that can get them better value for their healthcare spending. And as much as we like to focus on payment reform, we've been distracted by some other things, including how the healthcare marketplace is functioning. So I just like your comment. I mean, you've studied uh, market concentration, competition in healthcare, uh, market power, all kinds of things. What would you say about the state of uh, the U.S. healthcare system today in terms of how healthy the marketplace is? Well, it's hard to be a glass half full kind of a person uh, when you are dealing with the U.S. healthcare sector, but I'm going to try that and, and say that there is ample room for improvement uh, in the U.S. healthcare sector. And uh, as you mentioned, I, I I uh, am an industrial organization economist, so I think about market structure, which basically means how many and what kind of participants do we have in different markets and, and how well are they working. And one of the areas that, that I've studied a lot is the degree of competition we have in different segments of the market. And what we've got in U.S. healthcare in many segments today, say hospitals or physicians, uh, even pharmaceuticals, is decreasing numbers of, of uh, organizations offering services or drugs and therefore increasing market power and ability to charge higher prices without necessarily benefits that warrant those prices. So, you know, we've learned a lot over the last five to ten years from research that's been done that these high prices are also not necessarily correlated with better quality. I mean, it'd be one thing if we're paying more, but we're getting some amazing care. That means we never have to go back into the hospital. Um, but it's not quite at that state. In fact, there's, I think, zero correlation between price and quality. So given that we have less and less competition and higher prices without a lot to show for it, what are some things that employers could do, other healthcare purchasers or other actors in the marketplace to create more competition so that we uh, maybe can drive greater innovation, you know, higher quality, and eventually maybe um, uh, stop having, you know, uh, price increases being our leading cost driver. Fantastic question. You've put your finger right on the problem, which is we are buying this stuff uh, even at ever-increasing prices, even without uh, uh, the ability to judge that it is beneficial. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to be better shoppers, and employers are the primary conduit for private health insurance in this country, so employers need to help facilitate a better shopping uh, 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 environment and outcome. One of the ways that I believe employers could do this is to give their employees greater choice of health plans uh, either through their own benefits office or through something called a private health insurance exchange. And a private health insurance exchange is not so different from what we're familiar with now as the public health insurance marketplaces. It's a place where an employee uh, 
uh, would log in and would see a variety of health plans and their employer contribution would be applied to whatever plan they chose. But this way, the employee would not only see the total cost of the plan and have to pay any difference between the employer contribution and the total amount, that employee would be able to express his or her values uh, through that purchase decision. And by values, what I'm talking about here is how much, how important is it to me that I have a PPO versus an HMO, a narrow network versus a broad network, and so forth. And and once we have the chance as consumers to express those values, I think we'll see market responses that we haven't seen to date and cost containment. So, you know, private exchanges were talked a lot about maybe five, four years ago, and there was this whole, you know, energy around it and thought that many employers were going to go there. Um, But we just haven't seen that kind of uptake. And I think part of why is that we haven't seen a lot of evidence that these private exchanges have put an emphasis on delivery reform, on payment reform, on getting anything other than sort of a discount in exchange for volume. Um, Do you think that's changing or, or do you anticipate that uh, with some employer pressure, it could change? I think with some employer pressure, it could change. And here's the most meaningful development that supports that, that uh, viewpoint. We saw on the public insurance exchanges much greater variety in network size than we have seen in the employer market. And that provoked new insurance entrants, when the markets looked like they were going to be more stable, who developed different kinds of products and different kinds of networks to serve the market at price points that the market was interested in seeing. As an employee, I don't have access to those plans because my employer isn't offering it to me, and they didn't used to exist, and the payers would, would say, and they tell me, well, we don't think we have critical mass to offer uh, this sort of a plan. But now that the public exchanges have demonstrated that it is possible to develop these plans and to get enrollees to choose them and to actually respond to surveys saying they're pretty pleased with their plans, I think we would see more of that variety on the exchanges. And the, as for the discounts, I would wouldn't view that as a one-time only benefit. If a dominant provider sees how much the less dominant provider gains in terms of market share as a result of having lower prices, that, that could spark the dominant provider to make efforts to contain their spending as well. One example that comes to mind is Advocate Healthcare in Chicagoland for a very long time has emphasized value-based care and uh, has taken on what's called the called global risk for its members, uh, and they have a lower price point than competing provider systems and have introduced narrow network plans. Uh, And I think if those were available to a broader set of employees, we would see some more movement in Chicago. Yeah, Kit has um, been at this for a long time, and I think um, that is a, a, a great example. I have one last question for you, and then I'll let you go. So I found it interesting years ago, some of your colleagues now at Harvard Business School were talking about where the level of competition should be in healthcare, and they were talking about how it should be hospital to hospital, but within service lines, um, you know, comparing uh, how one hospital deals with cancer versus another one, for example. So you made an interesting point that you think competition can be stimulated at the point of an employee choosing a health plan. What about when employees are shopping around for doctors and hospitals? Is there competition to be had there, or are we expecting too much of consumers? 
you know, more competition is always better. I think that to date we haven't seen such promising out, you know, we, have, we haven't seen a, a lot of gains as a result of price transparency at the consumer level for specific shoppable services, which is partly why I'm pushing this let's do more shopping at the plan level and have the insurers do the shopping for us. That said, mm-hmm. I think that it I think that it could be very interesting to see if we provide information to uh, to physicians and to hospital systems and you know referral networks. Uh, they might be able to be better shoppers thanks to that price transparency and of course quality transparency paired with it. But in terms of, of relying on consumers at the point of service to figure this out, I think that uh, that that opportunity is not as great as people had hoped. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lee Moore. I so appreciate you sharing your perspective with me and with our audience and hope to talk to you again soon. Enjoyed it. Bye-bye.